Blog Talk Radio. Too many women get trapped settling for dead-end relationships. Break free from carrying dead weight into the holiday. Latoya Hart is a love and relationship mentor with the keys to help you cleanse your life of bad boys, cheaters, and commitment phobes. She is helping hundreds of women break free from messy relationships and live the life they deserve. Head over to www.latoyahart.com and join the four-week breakup boot camp for just nineteen ninety-nine. Hello, 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 and welcome to Unfiltered Talk Radio. I am your host, Nisha Lene, and tonight we'll be talking to Ms. Latoya Hart. She is a love and relationship coach. She's a social entrepreneur, a public speaker. Um, she earned her bachelor's degree in behavioral science and master's of business administration from Wilmington University. Ms. Latoya has volunteered to support Persons to family during times of crisis mentor young women in her leisure. She enjoys spending time with her family, reading, traveling, and catching up with loved ones. Her mission is to enhance the life of every person she has interaction with. She's the granddaughter of the late pastor, Wilbur Thompson, and grew up in understanding the importance of service, sacrifice, and leadership. Her passion for helping others embrace self-love was inspired by watching her grandfather in the pulpit as a young girl. Her love for healing hearts grew after getting things wrong many years ago. The pain of failed relationships inspired her to explore personal development because she learned to reset her heart by focusing on health, wellness, faith, personal growth, and self-love. After overcoming her own relationship struggles, she became a positive influence to those around her and developed tools to motivate and inspire others. Her burning desire to serve others has allowed her to discover her purpose of self-love and relationship mentor. She connects with thousands daily, sharing self-love and relationship advice. Her message has empowered others to embrace self-love and become the best version of themselves. To attract great relationships, her teaching techniques provide easy-to-implement steps that help her audience reclaim joy, peace, and personal power in their life. And we will be talking to her live tonight. And just for all those that's tuning in for the first time, I am your host, Nisha Lene. I'm an author, publisher of Concrete Rose Publication, and, of course, your radio host. Tonight, we got things started off on a little bit of a short notice, but we are here live, and we will be getting this thing started. For those who are tuned in already, if you want to speak with the special guest, please press 1 so it can give us a signal to let us know that you want to be on. And give me one moment, I'll get our special guest on the line. Are you looking to expand your distribution to libraries worldwide? Did you know readers are downloading ebooks straight to e-readers like the Kindle, Nook, and iPad from their local library? There are nearly 120,000 libraries of all kinds in the U.S. alone. Is your ebook available in this market? Would you like to have your ebook available in this market? Look no further. ULR Distribution is assisting authors and small publishers to expand in this market. For more information, send an email to urbanlitreview at yahoo.com. That's urbanlitreview at yahoo.com and start earning in this market today. Welcome, welcome, Latoya, to Unfiltered Talk Radio, and thank you for being a guest host. Guest host. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. No problem. So you grew up in church. Yeah. Okay. And how has church inspired your ministry with helping people? 
church has inspired my ministry through helping people because sometimes what I found is people lose their core, which is at the church foundation, and they go and they try to find other means to find peace, love, and happiness. And in doing that, they um, are disconnected with their spirituality, disconnected, and feel like they don't have, they lose hope. And once you reconnect them with their um, foundation, then they start to, their life starts to pull back together for them. So it's like a house. So if you have the church as your foundation, then your house, the house can be built and it's, you know, staying strong for many, many years and there can be growth and it can thrive. But when you build something on an unstable foundation or if there are flaws in that foundation, then things will start to progressively um, break down and over time. So it's kind of similar with your life. If you lose your core, if you lose their, um, if there's um, flaws in your foundation, then as time progresses, you'll start to notice that there are things that aren't coming together for you. But once you fix that foundation and it's solid and it's strong and church becomes your core and it's what you live, you breathe, you eat, then you'll know that you'll notice that your life starts to come together for you. Yeah, there'll be hiccups still, but you'll still have that foundation to go back to when there are tough times, when there are storms to kind of work through and get through when you can lean on the word and find peace in the midst of your storm. So that's one of the things that I focus on, but the walk of life for most of the people that I work with, are um, it can be very different. Everyone doesn't have that, um, the church foundation, but they have some level of some, some type of spirituality that they can connect with. And if you can connect with whatever it is that you believe in, then that can pull you back to um, what's really important. You can focus on your core values to help you get um, get through the storm. And once you regain that, regain that focus, then that can give you the strength to overcome whatever challenges that you come up against. Okay. And I know you, um, from following you on Instagram and reading your bio on your website, you mm-hmm. actually um, started to move in your purpose of being um, a loving relationship mentor after going through your own personal woes and relationships, correct? Correct. And did at what point did, it, did at what point did you just say, um, you know, you are going to go into this, or is it just like something that just gradually happened after you started to try and, um, after you tried to heal from your own pain? Exactly. So I always tell people that the first heart that I healed was my own. Um, in my early 20s, I had a ton of relationship struggles, but the great thing is during that time, I was also going to school and studying for my behavioral science degree. So a part of having to write my core courses, a lot of the classes that I took were very related to um, dealing with grief, dealing with heartache, dealing with pain, those types of things, and I learned a ton, and it helped me overcome a lot of my challenges. So when I was going through that whole process and I was being spiritually awakened, I was working on myself, there were a lot of people that were connected to me and they watched the transformation. And they, I did a full change, I completely changed. I was the, you know, earlier on people didn't think that I would be, the, out of all of my friends, I was the one that they didn't think was going to get married, all these different things. And I didn't, you know, I was in very, very difficult relationships, so I didn't see it during that time either, but there was a greater plan 
for my life. And as the time went on, I transformed, and things really started coming together for me. And as soon as I graduated from um, my undergraduate, I got my bachelor's degree in behavioral science, Maybe within a year, I met my husband, and um, shortly after, we um, had two children. When we got married, had two children, so I'm married with two children now. So once I went through that full transformation, all the people that were connected to me during that time when I was really struggling with relationships, they reached out and they were saying, you know, hey, I'm having this challenge. Can you help me? work through it. So initially it started with just the immediate friends and family members that were connected to me. And I didn't have a mission of really going into um, love and relationship mentoring. That wasn't my goal at all, but it was something that people started reaching out to me for some help with. So initially I started helping the people around me. Then I started sharing my message publicly on social media. And it wasn't something where I said, I'm going to share my message to, um, encourage other people, but I was saying all the things that I needed to hear during that time when I was in that space where I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. I was in pain, and there weren't any resources available to me to heal my heart. When I was going through heartache, most people would say, oh, it's just a broken heart. Well, oftentimes it's more than just a broken heart. There's so many more emotions that are associated with um, the pain that you go through when you go experience a breakup, that there's a lot of grief that you have to process and go through. And I was a lot, I was able to do that going through my um, my bachelor's degree because a lot of the teachers that were teaching the classes, they were mentors for me. So what I wanted to do is mentor other women. And in doing that, I've done it publicly through social media, and I've been able to connect with thousands of women to help them fill their hearts and go through that healing path process and get on the other side to where they are happy, healthy, and whole. And that's definitely remarkable, and I definitely commend you on that because there is a lot of women who are walking around and they they somebody like that, you know, someone who's going to tell them the truth but have been there because, you know, a lot of times when you're going through something, you have those family and friends that are trying to give you advice, but they've never been through what you've been through. So it's like how can you give me advice if you've never been in my shoes? You can only say, well, I should have done, you should have done this or I would have done this, but you've never been, you know, in those shoes to deal with that. Mm-hmm. That's very true. That's very true. And one of the other things that one of the other things that I've noticed um, with some of the women that I work with is the timing of when to get back into another relationship. So some people they don't want to go through the process of dealing with that pain because that pain gets deep. Right? When you separate from somebody, you've been with them for a long time, it's just like if someone were to tear away a piece of skin, right? There's a wound there, and you have to deal with that wound. You have to allow that wound to heal. You have to treat and care for that wound until the skin grows back and you're able, it's, it's protected, right? So what people do is once they, that wound is revealed, instead of dealing with that pain, they go and they meet somebody else, and they want that other person to make them whole, but that just delays the healing process. And if you're broken and you try to connect with someone else to, to fill your cup up, then that relationship isn't going to work because you're trying to take from someone else to make yourself whole when you really need to focus on making sure that you're happy, healthy, and whole before getting into another relationship. 
But some people have the, the theory that, you know, the the best way to get over an old love is a new love, and that's just a temporary fix to a, a, a bigger problem. So um, I also work with women to, to kind of identify where those those challenges are where, you know, you look at the, the history, right? Look back over your dating relationships over the past five years, ten years. Are there are there trends? Can you identify those trends? Why are they there? How can we look at those the, the situations in your past relationships? Identify what the challenges were not only in that relationship, but the thing the baggage that you brought into that relationship. Deal with those things so that once you fix you. You may not be able to have the relationship that you want right now, but once you fix you, then you can have a great relationship in the future, but the goal is to focus on you at that time so that we can get you happy, healthy, and whole. And then once you are whole, then you can go into a relationship with somebody else and you can add value to the relationship instead of bringing baggage into the relationship from all of your past hurts. Um, and do you think a lot of women, they replace those old relationships with those new relationships because they just feel that they need someone? Do you think it's um, something within themselves to feel like they need someone? Because I know a lot of friends that get out of a relationship with one person, but they haven't dealt with, like, the things they went through with that person. And next thing you know, mm-hmm. you know, they have this other guy, and it's like, okay, so who is this guy? Like, you know, and, and you're a lot of times you take – those selfish, those issues that you have with them, and then now you question when he don't answer his phone because the last man was a serial cheater. You're questioning, like, mm-hmm. he don't answer his phone and da 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 Do you think that that's time that people, women and, women and men, need to take just for themselves to just go and do that self-cleansing for self before putting someone else into the situation because then it's just going to be like a full circle. You're just going to keep doing this. Absolutely. I agree. And it, 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 it's, it's funny that you say that I actually just had a conversation with someone about the the very same thing. So what happens is when you go through a breakup, it's like a tunnel, right? At the beginning, the tunnel is light, it's bright. You can still see that there's light on at the the entrance that you just came into, right? But when you get to the middle, that's where it's dark. You don't know how long the tunnel is going to be. You don't know when you're going to come out on the other side. But you know how far you came to get to the center of that tunnel. And you know if you turn around that and go back, that um, you know what you're going back to. So there's two things that could happen. Like as someone's going through that breakup process, they can either go back and be with the person that they were with because it's normal, they it's it's um convenient, it's comfortable, and they they know exactly what they're dealing with. Or the other thing that they do a lot of times is they'll instead of dealing with the pain that comes when you get to the middle, instead of dealing with that pain, they replace it with somebody else. So. It's not that they want to be in that relationship. It's not that they love that person. It's just that that person temporarily takes the pain away. But that person isn't whole yet. Because once you go, once you separate from somebody, right, let's say, for instance, you got a whole heart, you put your hands together, you got a whole heart, right, two hands together. When you separate from that person, you're, you're broken, right? So they separate, completely separate. So you want to attach to someone else to make yourself whole. But if you attach to somebody else to make yourself whole, you're taking from them to build yourself up. And the reason why some people say, okay, well, I'm in this other relationship and this person didn't pick up the phone and I had I get upset about it. Well, it's not the person that you're getting upset about, but you have triggers. 
And when I say you have triggers, there are certain things that you experience in life. And if you have that same experience, if it looks like what you what would it look like when you had experience? Let's say, for instance, someone cheated on you. If it looks like what it looked like when you were cheated on, if it feels like what it felt like when you were cheated on, if it has any resemblance of anything that happened during that time when you were being cheated on, if someone else gives you inflicts that same emotion in you that you felt during that time, then that could be a trigger for you to respond the way that you responded to your ex. So the goal is to make sure that you deal with any baggage that you had from prior relationships before you go into another relationship so that you don't come into that new relationship with all that baggage and end up and end up destroying that relationship because you have things that you haven't dealt with yet. It's out it's not fair to you and it's not fair to that other person that you bring all that baggage into the relationship and try to be with them and try to make yourself whole while you're in that relationship. If you come into a relationship, you're happy, healthy, and whole relationship has everything that it needs to thrive. But if you come into a relationship broken, then what you'll do is you'll damage that relationship and you can cause that other person to have some challenges in their next relationship as well. I totally agree. I totally agree because I've seen it happen so much and I'm like, come on now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I usually tell okay. people that they're um that they're love sick. So I equate it to a like a, a so you've we've all known somebody that has an addiction to something, a gambling addiction, um, drug addiction, like addiction. No matter what, an addiction is an addiction, right? So if right someone takes love from you, right? There's you want that like when you're in love, there's a high that you feel. You have this sense of euphoria, right? But when you take that away from somebody, like they're emotionally broken, but they want to feel good again. They want that sense of euphoria again. And what's the best way to get that boost is to have love again. So they go and get in another relationship. And as soon as they get in that relationship, they get that sense of euphoria. They get that boost. They don't want the relationship. They just want that feeling that comes along with being in love, being in a relationship. And they will go. They'll be in this vicious cycle where they go from one relationship to the next relationship, not because they want the relationship, but because they want the feeling that comes along with being in a relationship and not having to deal with the pain of the breakup. But ultimately, you're going to, in order for you to heal, you're going to have to go through that process at some point or other. But by going through, going into different relationships, you're delaying a process that at some point you're going to have to go through in order for you to heal. I totally agree with that. So what is two pieces of advice you can give someone who is looking for love within their self? Because a lot of people, when you say, oh, you know, self-love, they don't actually know what it is, mm -hmm. um, the real definition of self-love and loving self. Mm -hmm. So two things that I've observed is people think that self-love is the thing that you do yourself, the way that you treat yourself. And when I say the way that you treat yourself, like, they, they, they find it, to, they, they see it as, oh, well, I, I take myself to nice restaurants. I take myself on nice vacations. I buy nice clothes for myself. Well, that's not self-love. Self-love is loving and accepting yourself for who you are and telling the world, like, I, if you don't like who I am, this is who I am. 
this is what I present. I'm confident in who I am. I love who I am, and you can take me and leave or leave me as I am and not looking for someone else to give you validation. One of the other things that I see a lot of young women struggling with is they get into relationships and they do things outside of their character because they're looking for validation from a man. You don't need validation from a man. You should validate yourself. You should be confident and comfortable in your own skin. But a lot of women that I work with, they've been from being in very, very bad relationships or not having a good relationship with their parents or having somebody that just talks down to them for a long period of time, that can kind of wear on you and it can wear on your self-esteem. It can wear on your ability to, to love yourself. So I have to work with them to help them build themselves up. And sometimes you have to, when I do a relationship detox, sometimes the relationship detox isn't just detoxing a man out of your life. It could be detoxing close friends out of your life. It could be detoxing family members out of your life. Because what happens is it's like a plant. If you have a plant, right, you can see the plant water, which most people will do it, or you can see the plant another fluid. You could pour soda into the plant. Let's say that the soda will signify the um, a toxic poison, right? So if we pour soda water into the plant, we know that the plant is going to be get the right nourishment that it needs and it's going to grow. If we pour soda into the plant, the plant isn't going, it's a liquid, right? But it can't get the proper nutrients and it won't grow. So if you have toxic people surrounding you, it's the very same thing. Like that stuff is going into your spirit. And as you have toxic people around you, in time it will bring you down. It will break you down. So you need to start eliminating those things so that you can learn and grow and thrive and become the person that you were called to be. But until you identify the things that are pulling you down and causing you to have low self-esteem and lack of love for yourself, then you won't be able to really do what you need to do to make sure that you're happy, healthy, and whole. Okay, and that was actually one of my questions that I actually have written down. <laughs> when it comes to toxic okay. relationships with men, women, and family, and even friends, how do, why do you think a yeah. lot of people stay in those toxic relationships, even though they know those people are not, you know, good for them? You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, they said this to me, they said that, but that's my family, you know, that's my friend, we've been friends for this many times. But sometimes people don't mm-hmm. realize you can outgrow your friends. You can love your yes, family you members, but don't have, and you can love them from a distance. You don't have to just, you know, endure their their hurtful words, their you know, their actions and everything, because a lot of people, like, they say, oh, you know, they may not say anything negative to you, but the actions show that they don't believe in you. They, and, you know, and it creates those, you know, those voids and those um, questions of doubt within yourself. And that's true. So what it is is, like, when it comes to family, friends, if they are toxic, you have, like, that self-love piece comes back into play. It's like, who are you going to choose? You got to think about by being in those types of relationships, right, what what are you willing to risk to to have those relationships? If those relationships are going to pull you down, break you down, make you feel less confident, make you question who you are and stop you from getting to where God has called you to be, is it worth maintaining those relationships? Or do you love yourself enough to say, you know what, I love you, but I don't like the things that you do, that I need to do is right for me. So I'm going to love you from a distance. You have to ultimately make the decision as to how you want to carry that. And what I do when I work with people is I say, you know what, these are the things that I see. 
this is the direction that you would like to go. Is it possible for you to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve with these people connected to you? Are they going to help you get to this goal? If you're connected to them, will you be able to achieve this goal? Ultimately, the decision is yours. If If you don't want whatever it is that you're going after or whatever it is that you want in your life, then it's up to you whether you want to continue to maintain those relationships as toxic as they are or if you're going to say, you know what, I love myself enough to do what I need to do for me and I'll have to love you from afar because you don't love me enough to make sure that you are treating me according to the way that I treat you. A lot of times people say, you know, well, I love them. Well, the question is, you love them, but is the love being reciprocated? Like, do they love you? Because the thing about it is, I found a lot of times is people don't, people mistreat you and they can't give you love because they don't love, they lack love for themselves. So someone can't give you what they don't have for themselves. And you can't, you know, pray for them and you don't have to completely disconnect from them. But during times when, you know, you may not be at your best, you need to limit the interaction. But times when you feel like, you know, your cup is overflowing and you can pour into somebody else and you know that they're toxic but you are at a high, then that's a great time to reach out, have a conversation with them, so on and so forth. But you need to know, you need to set some boundaries. You need to know where your limitations are. You need to make it clear to them so that, you know, they aren't offended by it. Be transparent and say, you know what, this is what I want. This is what I've observed in our relationship it's not working for me. These are the things that I need to put in place so that, you know, our relationship can't work. If you can't respect these boundaries, then, you know, we can catch up every once in a while, but we, we probably won't be seeing and talking to each other every day. Transparency is very important when you're dealing with toxic people. You always want to treat people the way that you want to be treated, although they may respond negatively. Make it clear, this is, what the, this is the direction that I'm going in. I would like you to be a part of my journey, but if this is something that you can't respect my boundaries and I'm going to have to, you know, these are the boundaries I'm putting in place. I will connect when, when, you know, I have time, but I need to do this for me. And then you just have to lay it out there right. and make it clear, make it plain. I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Like sometimes you just have to tell people like, yo, it's not working anymore, um, which brings me to another question. Do you think a lot of people ignore sure. the signs that they see early on um, simply because they hope this person or they think that they can change this person with, you know, offering them this love? Because a, a lot of times women say, you know, um, I thought I can change him. I gave him, you know, all of this in me, and I thought I can change him. And, and of course, he's not changing. He didn't change. So do you think a lot mm-hmm. of people ignore those signs in the beginning when they first start to surface because they're hoping that they will, this person will change. I think that people choose to to ignore the signs. And what what I I do with people that I talk to and I work with is before you begin dating, I have you identify your red flags before you get into the relationship. It's kind of like a job with like an employer. Like when you're when a, you go to look for a new position. You read the job description, right? You look at what the requirements are, right? If they're not meeting your requirements, you need to outline what your requirements are before you even start dating so that when those red flags pop up, before you get your emotions involved, you say, you know what, 
these are what my expectations are. These are my non-negotiables. These are the things that I can kind of, you know, be flexible with. If it's something that you already said prior to going into it, you could be flexible with it. Okay, that might be something where you can have some leeway. And when I say something that is, you can be flexible with, okay, well, he's not clean. He he doesn't keep a, a clean house. I have OCD, and I like my house to be a certain way. I like everything to be in place all the time, every time. If he's not as clean as you are, you might have to be like, okay, well, he's not as clean as I like him to be, but you know what? He ha- He's career-focused. We have the same values. Uh, we have the same religious beliefs. You know, this is a negotiable for me. So this is something that we can, you know, you know go work on, like, I'm, I'm accepting. Not that I'm trying to fix him, but I will. Ex- I will accept this. This is something that I can. I can accept. But we should never go into a relationship and, and with the goal of changing anyone. You can't change anyone. The only person that could change that person is themselves and God. And the only time right. that, that could happen is if if they if it's something that they want for themselves. But what I find is a lot of of like women, we are nurturers. So oftentimes I find that women go into relationships and they say, you know, well, I want to help him. I want to fix him. Well, if he doesn't want to, if he doesn't see that it's broken, then it's not his problem. It's your problem. So you need to understand that he's happy with who he is. You can't change that. So you need to do what you need to do for yourself. And you need to say, you know what? Out of fairness to that person and yourself, you need to just not get into that relationship because that person, there's someone for him and there's someone for you, and you need to just move on because it will just cause tension. You may turn a blind eye to it earlier on and be, be more flexible, but as time progresses, those same red flags that you saw early on are going to come back up later on in the relationship. So it's best that you identify what your requirements are, which negotiables are, which non-negotiables are before you even begin the dating process so that as you work through that process, you're not wasting your time, you're not wasting their time. You already have it outlined, written out. You know what your goal, your goals and your expectations are, and you can kind of move forward from there before you get time invested in the relationship and get emotionally connected to that person. Yes, I totally, totally agree I mean, as at some point, I'm nearing thirty. Uh, I'm still about mm-hmm. to be forty-eight, and it, and okay. honestly, that is very young. But it's like at mm-hmm. this point in my life, I'm moving forward. I don't want like I'm not, I'm not looking for someone to play with my feelings. Like at this, if we can't build, we can't grow. These are the things I'm doing. I need somebody to be on that level because I mean, I ain't got time to be with somebody who want to play video games all day, and mm-hmm. you know so. I, I definitely, you know, feel like a lot of people don't understand that. And, you know, of course, women are more mature than men. So, you know, sometimes you got to just find that common ground and be like, well, maybe I'm going to just up my age so I can go into the age range or where the men may be more career focused in, in everything. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of women like, well, I'm going to just be single so I'm like 35 because all the men in my age right now are not ready. And I'm like, well, why are you just settling for your age? Like, I mean, you ain't got to go get a sugar daddy, but come on mm-hmm. now. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, the thing about it is, is a lot of what I find is mindset becomes a big part of it too. If if you talk yourself into believing that there's nobody out there, then you won't find anybody, right? But if you have faith that there is somebody out there for you, and you're just gonna wait for God to send 
whoever it is that he called to be your husband, your way, you're just going to be patient and focus on doing whatever he called you to do, to do until that time, then you will meet the person that he, he, he wants you to be with. But if you don't have faith that it's going to happen, it's not going to happen because you've already talked yourself out of it. You've already put it out there that you're not going to find that person. So why would he send anybody? Why would he exactly. send anybody in your life? <laughs> so it's like sometimes right. it's just that we have to, you know, be positive and just trust the process, trust him, know that he has a bigger plan for your life, know that there is someone out there for you, and when the time is right, he will bring them into your life. Years ago when I was um, dealing with heartbreak and things like that, I had no idea that I would be where I am today, like none. Like I never thought I would be married with two children. I thought that that was completely out of, like, out of the picture. So um, for many, many years I was single. It was just me and my dog, and I thought that it would just be me and my dog forever. And most people thought that. But um, God had a different plan, and when I just said to myself, you know what, I've had enough, I tried to, you know, most times we try to make it happen. We try to find this Mr. Right and put Mr. Right in our life and think that we are in control of making, like, whatever it is that we want. If we want, you know, to be a wife and we want to have the children, that we are the ones that put those pieces together. But that's not the case. But as women, we want to control how we, we feel like we have to fix it. We have to make it be whatever we want it to be. We have to mold it and create this life. But that's not the case. Once we relinquish control and say, you know what, I'm going to do what I'm called to do. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to focus on personal growth. I'm going to get focused on my career. I'm going to help others. And I'm just going to focus on growth and doing whatever it is that God called me to do right now. Then while you're busy learning, growing, and becoming the best version of yourself, he's going to be working on finding whoever it is to to be your husband. And I always tell people, you know, we you, you attract your soulmate, right? So if you are broken, you are in a great space, you haven't really grown into the person that God called you to be, what will happen is if you meet somebody during that time, Wherever your soul is, you meet that person, and then at some point you decide that you want to grow. Then I, you hear a lot of times people say, you know what, I outgrew him. Because you didn't work to reach whatever your potential was before you met him. So you attracted your soulmate just based on where you were at that time. But now that you've grown to be the person that God called you to be, he no longer meets that requirement because God didn't choose him for you. You chose him. For you. So a lot of times I tell people, you know, it's it's best to just, you know, don't try to fix it. Don't try to, you know, put the pieces of the puzzle together. The person that is meant to be in your life will be in your life, but sometimes as women we operate from a place of disparity, like, and that's not a good thing. We always have to operate like, you know, our as our cup is full. It's overflowing, and that all of our needs are met, and anything that you need will be provided by God. And just know, and just know, and trust that there's a greater calling on your life, and that there is a plan. And who would have knew that my journey would look like what it does today? But it does. I'm grateful and I'm thankful for it. And I know that if I could go through that whole process and be where I am today, then it could happen for anyone. 
And I definitely agree, and I'm very hopeful <laughs> as a single. <laughs> um, yeah, you said journaling helped you get through your breakup. Was it letters that you wrote to yourself? Okay. You said journaling Journal. helped you through your breakup. Mm-hmm. Was it letters that you wrote to yourself, or was it just um, you wrote down whatever came to mind? So I still to this day, like wherever I go, I have, I collect journals, I tell people, and I just write about whatever it is that is on my mind at that time. I just do like a brain dump. And sometimes we keep things inside, and as you keep things inside, like things that are bothering you, they can kind of tear you down. So one of the things that I used to do is I would write about all the things that were, were bothering me, all the things that were on my mind, and I would say at the end of whatever, at the beginning, before I, I journal, at the top of my page, I would always write inspired to win, right? And what inspired to win meant to me is in spite of whatever I'm going through, I am inspired to win. Like, I am inspired. Like, I'm going to beat this. Like, I'm going to win. And then I would write about whatever it, it was that was bothering me. And then I would just say at the bottom of my journal entry, I would just say, you know, like, I need help with this. It's like, this is how I'm feeling about it. I can't do this by myself. It's like, as I'm journaling, I'm journaling, like, I'm writing a message to God. Like, I'm talking to him. Like, this is what what's going on. This is how it's making me feel. This is, these are my concerns. Whatever is your will, please allow your will to be whatever the outcome is. I will accept it. And that's how I would journal. Like, I would release whatever it is that I was feeling. And just in doing that, it just gives you some relief just getting it out. One of the other things that I encourage people that I work with to do is a lot of times after a breakup, they want to pick up the phone and call that person and tell them how they're feeling. Well, that's not going to be a good thing because either two things could happen. If you call that person, you could work that person could try to get you to um, work on the relationship, or there could be an argument or disagreement. But emotionally, you're not prepared to deal with either one. But if you write a letter to that person, just write out exactly what you feel, all the things that they've done to hurt you. Write write it out. Get it all out on paper. And then once you get it all out on paper, once you get it all out on paper, tear the paper up and just throw it away. And as you're tearing the paper up and throwing it away, most people have done that. As soon as they throw it away, they just feel relieved because it's not that they want to tell the person what they did to hurt them. They just want to be hurt. They just want to get it out. They want to get all the things that are built up inside of them, all that pain, all that hurt, they want to get it out. But oftentimes people, they on social media, they vent through text messaging. They vent. They pick up the phone and they vent. But it's not doing anything to help them. It's doing more to break them down and to cause them more grief. Where journaling is a great way to just release whatever it is that's in you that um, could be causing you to have some additional some additional pain. And the best way to deal with it is to get it out. You deal with it and just tear it up and just throw it away, whatever it is that's that's bothering you. Okay. So you definitely, I was going to ask for suggestions, but you definitely already gave us that. Now let's get in on some some other things. So I know you have the 15-day relationship 
detox uh, boot camp. This mm-hmm. year, are we? Can we expect any books or any guides from you regarding um, self love and and everything that you minister? Can we get any books or manuals, journal, custom journals? Okay. Um. Actually, it's it's great that you said that. So initially, last month, as I um went into December, the goal was one book. So, um, I've written four chapters thus far. I should be finished writing the book probably in the next month or two. But as I was working through that process of writing the book, I know just by the teaching the 15-day relationship detox course, there definitely needs to be a journal. So I'm working on, I just started working probably in the last week or two on creating a journal. But the journal that I'm creating is going to be more along the lines of a workbook. Because what I do in the 15-day relationship detox course is I go through what the healing process looks like after a breakup, and then I also go through and give them tips and um, tricks to kind of heal from a breakup. And I give them, not I guess you could say homework, but activities to do to kind of help them think about the things that are bothering them, why they're bothering them. So, whatever the emotions that are inside them, they think about, okay, let's say, for instance, one person that I was talking to, she said that she had someone that did something that made them made her feel insecure. And I said, well, I understand that that person made you feel insecure, but you have to ask yourself why you felt that way, right? Why did you feel insecure? Was it what that person did or was it what that person did that made you feel the same feeling that you felt from a, a person that you dated in the past. Because it might not be that person that you have to deal with, but it might be that you need to deal with yourself. And in order to identify that, you need to assess, evaluate yourself, what it is that you're feeling, why you're feeling the way that you're feeling, and then you need to create an action plan so that in the future, if these things come up, how are you going to respond versus react? And I also went through, like, what the difference is. Like, if you respond to something, you have a conversation. It's a, it's not a situation where there's an argument or a disagreement and people's emotions get involved and people are angry with each other because you did something outside of character because you were emotionally disturbed. So it's just that instead of reacting where you might say things that you don't mean and you do things that you don't mean, you respond as an adult and you say, like, you know what? This happened. It felt very similar to something I experienced in the past. I'm not saying that you are, you've done something, but we need to have a conversation because I want to make you aware of how this makes me feel when these things happen versus I think you're cheating, let me see your phone, I can't believe you. That's not going to add any value to the relationship. Having a conversation can help you move forward and also allow your partner to understand what it is that you might be experiencing. But you need to say to yourself, you know, how you could have responded differently, and you need to create an action plan action plan to do that. And journaling is going to allow you to evaluate the situation. Well, the journal that I'm going to create is going to allow you to evaluate the situation and equip yourself to deal with something similar, if something similar to that comes up in the future. So it's, it's, it's definitely going to be focused on 
um, evaluating yourself, becoming more self-aware, focusing on self-love, focusing on building self-esteem, and then it's going to have um, a letter from myself every day. So I'm going to write just a message to um, my readers every day, and then it'll have um, a daily challenge that they'll have to go through, and then it'll just have um, a daily evaluation of yourself, and it'll just have some space for them to just whatever it is that they want to talk about, they can do that too. Okay. I'm definitely excited for that. I try I to promote everyone with books. <laughs> so I definitely think that I definitely think that would be something very, very good because a lot of times, um, you know, after they go through this and they have to talk, they need those action plans. They need those challenges to say, you know what, well, well, in this class I learned this. But you know what, I'm, it's two months down the line, and, you know, I'm feeling this way. So they do definitely mm-hmm. need that, you know, that, that workbook or something they, they can go back to a reference and challenge themselves every day. Mm-hmm. And then it's also something when they're writing down three years down the line when, you know, they have, you know, growth and they have moved to that next stage. It's always something to go back and look at and, like, you know, look look how far it came just to celebrate yep. themselves. Absolutely, because absolutely, and that's not a lot of the, that is that. ultimate goal. That's true. That's true. That is very true. So, aside of um, writing the book in the journal, what is Latoya's first quarter goals? My first quarter goals are to well, that those are my first quarter goals: writing the book, writing the journal. I do have um, two speaking engagements. This quarter that I have to do, I'll be um, presenting to a group of, I'm located in Delaware, so there is a new group in Delaware, it's called Confessional Diaries, the person that's leading that group, um, she has monthly meetings with groups of women that are really focused and centered on um, self-love, self-development, and how to heal your heart, but her format is... um, like she has a topic that she goes and goes through once a month with a group of about 25 women. So next month I'll be presenting on self-love and self-esteem. So I have that on the calendar. And then I also have another presentation that I'm doing at a high school in Philadelphia. So that's something else that I do is I go to high schools and I reach out to teenage girls and I talk to them about self-love, self-development, and in relationships. My goal is to start where, like, to start where they haven't really gotten as emotionally broken from a, a series of bad relationships. So I really enjoy going to um, work with the teenage population so that I can make sure that they have the tools that they need to best equip them to limit the amount of damage that can be done from toxic relationships with men or toxic relationships with not just men but family members. So um, I'll go into the classroom and make them aware of how to best equip them, equip themselves to deal with um, toxic relationships and how to make sure that they are in a great space when it comes to self-love and self-esteem, those kinds of things. So I have two speaking engagements this quarter, and I'm going to be working on two books. So I'll be very busy. I also do a weekly blog. So I post my weekly blog post on Tuesdays. I also do uh, mentoring calls as well. So I'll continue to do those. I do a monthly 
um, 15-day relationship detox, and next week my um my boot camp starts. So I will be very busy this quarter, but I'm very excited. My goal is to motivate, inspire, and bless as many people as I come into contact with. And the um the more people that I can touch, the more people that I can inspire, the better for me. Like it really, it truly makes me happy to be able to connect with someone else and to give them hope because sometimes that's all you need. Like I tell people all the time that I look nothing like my journey, and if I can do it, you can do it too. And sometimes it's not hearing someone say that, but seeing the results that someone gets. And the reason, like, I I went through everything I went through was not for me at all. Like, I went through that entire process so that I could be in the, a blessing in the life of others, to share the story, to share some of the roadblocks along the way, to share exactly what it is that I went through in the process that I went through to heal and how I, I got in results just taking the taking steps and doing what I needed to do to make sure I was in a great place. And there's no other, like for me, when I went through that process, there wasn't anyone that had the results that I wanted that I could go to and say, you know what, this is what I'm experiencing. This is what I want. How do I get there, right? So when I went through um, doing my bachelor's degree, I had mentors in class and um they really helped me go through that process. It wasn't that they were doing um, relationships, that they, like, relationships. They didn't focus on relationships, but the process of healing from, I went through a class that was focused more on gambling addiction. So the process of healing from that type of addiction, a lot of the methodologies can still apply to healing from other things like a love addiction, so when you take that concept and you apply it to this, it's very similar, and the healing process is the same. So you begin to implement those very same steps to this, and you truly get results once you are happy, healthy, and whole. Once you, once you fix yourself, the opportunities after that are limitless. I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. And, again, I, I love your mission, Um which is how I actually discovered you on Instagram. I don't know what I was searching and it came up mm-hmm. and, and I just went through your Instagram and I was like, oh my gosh, like this will be so dope. Like, because, um, <laughs> you know, as a woman who had a hard childhood, who went through a lot, who went through a lot of relationships, even, you know, when me still being so young, where I had to deal with those emotions and I felt like I was stuck because I was looking for something in a relationship and I dealt with those abandonment issues. So it's like, I want you close, but I don't. So when I discovered mm-hmm. your page, I was just like, oh, this is, you know, kind of amazing. So I do follow your blog. Um, oh, thank and you. And can you tell the, re- the listeners, everyone else, um, where they can follow your blog at and your social media handles? Sure. My website is www.latoya, L-A-T-O-Y-A, heart, without the E, H-A-R-T, at www.latoyaheart.com. That's my um, website. And my social media handles, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest are I am Latoya Hart. I do, most people ask um, when messages go to my direct messages, is it me responding? Yes, it is me responding. 
The other thing I do do is, I don't know if you're on my text list, but I also have a text list, and I do reach out to my text list whenever I have a few minutes to do so. So if you would like to join my text list, you can text HART, which is H-A-R-T, to 31996. And what I do for my text list is sometimes when I have downtime, I'll send out um, a blast to my text list, and I say, you know, I have a couple minutes. The first person that responds, I'm going to call you right now and talk to you. Or when we had snow last week, I started just texting people and just saying, hey, how's your day going? How are you doing with achieving your 2017 goals? And they were very surprised that it was me, but if you, if I text you, it's me. If you get a direct message, it's me. If you send me an email, it's me. I really like to my my followers. I really like to connect with my audience. I want to make sure that you guys have exactly what it is to get what you want out of life. This is my mission. So whatever I can do to help my followers or anyone that supports me, that's what I want to do. So um, I welcome you to check out my website. It's www.latoyahart.com. My um, social media handles are at I am Latoya Hart. And feel free to join my text group at Texting 31996, text heart to that number. And I look forward to connecting with you all. And before we let you go, what are two steps men and women can do to move towards the direction of finding love for themselves? You have to define what love looks like for you first. And before you can, once you define what love looks like for you, before you can find love for yourself, you have to learn to love yourself. You can't give to someone else what you don't have for yourself. So once you learn to love yourself, then you're able to give love to someone else. Okay. And once again, Latoya, we want to thank you from Unfiltered Talk Radio um, on the Urban Literary Network. We want to thank you for um, being a guest on our show, definitely for sharing all those gems. Um, I definitely will send you the link so that you can share with your followers, um, your followers if they did not were they, uh, I'm sorry, if they were not able to tune into the live show. And everyone um, listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I hope you took those jewels down. Latoya, you did say at the end of the month you'll be restarting your 15-day detox boot camp again, correct? Yes, the next 15-day relationship detox is scheduled for next Wednesday at 9 o'clock. If you would like to join, you can go to my website. It's on the homepage. You can click on the Start Here option, and you can sign up for the class, and you'll get tons of great information and tools that you can easily implement and begin to get results right now if you recently experienced a breakup. Okay, and and thank you again for tuning in. Um, LaToya, we wish you the best in 2017. We cannot wait for that book. We support all authors. Um, So we definitely can't wait for that book, and we definitely wish you the best in your first quarter and all the quarters of this year. Um, And good luck on your speaking engagement. Oh, thank you so much, Nisha. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in to Unfiltered Talk Radio tonight um, with your host, Nisha Lene, and our special guest, relationship and mentor, Latoya Hart. Um, You can catch us next Friday. We'll be talking to author uh, Shaka Adams. Um, about her Pretty Girls Read Move movement. Um, we also want to thank our sponsors because without our sponsors, we would not be able to make this weekly show happen. So we definitely want to thank them, um, and we do have a list of them. We have DC Book Diva. We have the Urban Literary Review Network. 
We have Urban Literary Distribution. If you're an author, you definitely want to look into that. Um, we have Miss Callie Kim in the Love for the Lockdown Radio Show, Tamika Monique, Allison Dees, and the Love Line Radio Show, which airs every Saturday. Love for the Lockdown airs every Wednesday and every Sunday. And we want to thank Concrete Rose Publication as well as John Bow and Tia Short. So thank you so much for tuning in, and we wish you guys the best. We'll see you next Friday at 6 p.m. with author Shaka Adams and her Pretty Girl Movement. You have a wonderful night, guys.